The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, it's a cornucopia of crazy, crowd-pleasing and carefully curated Comic-Con crap. I'm Riggs. And I'm Eddie. And this is the Filmatics Podcast. Hey friends and welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. We're so happy to have you here. How you doing, Addy? I am doing great. Wonderful. It's so good to see you again. Uh, back at it. And um, look, we know we're a little late to the party with this one, uh, being that Comic-Con was, when was it? It was like two or three weeks ago now? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. I, the reason why we waited that much is A, we wanted to talk about The Boys. Exactly. And uh, B, like this episode will contain spoilers for... Uh, Miss Marvel and uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. So we wa- so we wanted to get that uh, that timing right. So people have gone and seen it, and the people who have not gone are the people who don't fucking care about it. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and also, <laughs> you know, not only is it what comes out of Comic Con, but it's also then you know the result of that. And one of the things that's happened post Comic Con is this incredible, unprecedented DC. <laughs> sweep that is like we, we were talking about it last time about Batgirl being shelved I mean it is everything's off the table like there is there is no nothing safe you you sent me a link earlier today that said that they still haven't greenlit the Batman 2 with uh the Robert Pattinson's um not to say that they, that's going to cancel that uh James Gunn had to come out and let everybody know hey don't worry Peacemaker yeah. who is is still going to come out um, Kevin Smith was talking about an anthology series that he was working on uh, called Strange, Ad- uh, Strange Adventures, which was a live action anthology series. Um, it was going to be like six episodes or something. Uh, he was going to do an episode on um, Jimmy Olsen and Bizarro. And they were going after Nicolas Cage to play Bizarro because these, these episodes were going to cost 15 to $20 million each. And the new heads have come in from Warner Brothers Discovery and they've completely scrapped it. They're, they're revamping the entire HBO Max um, uh, uh, streaming service. Like the app is going to be called something different. It's going to be marketed differently. And they're looking at a 10-year plan for what is going to be the future of the DCU. But I remember them saying this before. I remember and, them saying this fucking 10 years ago, 10 man. Years ago. 10 years ago, yeah. They, they were don't like, have oh, any man. fucking plan. Uh, Justice League. We're gonna have we're gonna have this and the Flash and this one, and then we're gonna have the, we're gonna have Batman and fucking the, you know, Ben Affleck's gonna do it, and then Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corpse is probably gonna go like the TV series there, and you know it's just and the, and the really sad thing is, uh, you know we're talking about Batgirl. Like I always had an inkling that they'd be like, oh, fuck it, we'll just drop it on there, since there's so much brouhaha. But part of the the tax deal that they've got in order to be able to make money back on that film, even though they spent $90 million on it, um, by writing it off, they get $20 million back. But that is only contingent on it never seeing the light of day. If they go to release it, they then have to pay the taxes on it. Um, so, yeah, we, we're not going to see that film. And it looks like not only with the troubles that Ezra Miller is again having, you know, there's been some more stuff in the media this week, they're looking at sort of three options of what to do. And one of them is to recast. And the other one is to scrap it entirely 
with Ben Affleck coming back for um to be in uh, uh the next Aquaman film, which reportedly uh, Michael Keaton shot that cameo as Batman and it confused the shit out of a test audience. So they reshot it with the Ben Affleck's. Um, I reckon they're slowly going to push the thought of having Michael Keaton back as Batman out of everybody's minds. Which they should, which they fucking should. I'm sorry he's your Batman, I know. How dare! <laughs> How dare! It's the Michael Keatons! I usually add S's to the back of people's names because of Key and Peele's Liam Neeson sketch, but you can't do it with Michael Keaton. It doesn't really work as well. Michael Keatons. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> if Michael Keaton was in it, have him be Thomas Wayne, not fucking Bruce Wayne again, man. Like, that's that's the thing that we talked about, right? Like, if you're adapting Flashpoint, then fucking adapt Flashpoint. Mm. Like, don't have two Bruce Wayne show up. I do, I do agree with that. Uh, even though it would be cool to have my Batman back. Uh, it's 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 weird. It was always going to be weird, you know. It's like having the, the, the previous Spider-Man actors be in No Way Home. I still cannot get over how fucking ludicrous that is. As a Spider-Man fan for as long as I've been, I never never in my wildest dreams. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, that's all happened as well post Comic Con. So there's lots to talk about. This is episode sixteen, and we talked about DC in episode episode two. We've had the same conversation again. I'm just very furious right now, and I had a <laughs> I had a deja vu moment where I was like, <laughs> I was so I was so calm while talking about this, and now I'm just just fuck it, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just so fucking annoyed by you've DC got, and by by what the fuck they're doing. You got PTSDC. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking good joke if anyone has a problem with that joke you can call me personally i, I like that joke it's a good one um yeah i understand that and look also so much has changed since we had that conversation you're still laughing <laughs> this is a good joke so much has changed since that conversation you know episode two that was you know 14 15 16 weeks ago whatever it was and also i that kind of helps addy that that kind of leads me into what i wanted to say here we are by no means trying to hide the fact that we are nerds uh, and we dig this shit. Even though we don't talk glowingly about it all the time and, and we, we're going to not do that in the next few minutes uh, or, you know, the time that you're with us here on this episode today, peoples. But it needs to be said that I am not blind and I'm sure Addy isn't either to the movie industry addiction that is going on right now with this type of media. The hallmark of a real addiction is no matter how much you get, you always need more. You're constantly chasing that first high. And the first high goes back to almost 1998. And I rewatched this last night and it fucking rules the original Blade picture. And it was so refreshing to see a movie completely separated from... The same when I saw the Spider-Man, yeah, from franchise. I mean, it became a franchise, but just to see a standalone. And that was the first really successful comic book movie we'd had since arguably like Batman Forever. Um, and, and before that, like the Batman franchise that started in 89 and the Superman franchise with Christopher Reeve. But there is, uh, there is an addictive nature to this kind of stuff for the industry because it makes money. And at the moment, especially post-COVID, it's one of the only things it does. And for the audience, and the audience problem is no matter how much we get of it and, and no matter how unsatisfying it becomes, we need it. 
we we are constantly coming back to it because we have to have it. That's an addiction. The part that I just wanted to stress is we were all the nerd community. We all got really cocky when this shit started to become popular. And now something as good as the Sandman and, and the boys as well and, and Doom Patrol and all this stuff that isn't getting as much attention as, as it probably should is getting lost in the excess. Sandman is fucking outstanding. It is probably the one of the best adaptations of a, a graphic novel I've ever seen. Like I've read those Sandman comics back to front and upside down and forwards and down, up and again. I've read them a lot and they're, they're some of my favorite pieces of literature ever. I'm not even just talking about comics. I mean, all literature. And they nailed it. They nailed the, the, uh, the casting, the, the, uh, the look, all of the CG work when there's a lot of it because you're building entire worlds here. It's a dreamscape most of the time. It's used so well. It's so integrated into the um, the story. It's never at the expense of anything. Um, just wonderful. And I know it's doing well on Netflix, but that this should be the most talked about thing in, in pop culture at the moment. And I really don't think it is because we're so busy focusing on what the fuck Marvel's going to do in seven years and what DC is going to do ever. All that to say, I really uh, 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 appreciate you continuing to listen to us as we also grow and, and learn new things and become, yeah, maybe a little bit less than 100% behind all this stuff because, we, we, you know, people change. You change all the time. It's like we were talking about, um, oh, no, we weren't talking about it. I was talking about it to someone the other day. Movies and, and, and cultural stuff like this, this DC, Marvel stuff, and, and also movies in general are stuck in time. I was talking to my fiance, Emily, about it because we watched Footloose the other night. You know Footloose? With the Kevin Bacons? The Footloose. Yeah. Kick up the shoes. I'm not going to stop. Oh, you dancing? All right, get down. Um... Great movie, really great, but fuck, it is etched in that moment in time, you know, that particular time it was. And people go, oh, that movie sucks or that, that, that shit now. Oh, it, used to, it was really great when I was younger. It sucks now. No, it doesn't. You suck. Movies are static objects. They are stuck in time. They are of their very moment. You change. It's not the film that changes. So you kind of have to accept that. And as I say that, even in just this, like I said, the 16 or however many weeks it is that we've been doing this show, we've changed in just that period of time. I'm exhausted <laughs> by all of the Marvel stuff, especially after seeing, um, uh, uh, you know, Moon Knight not be all I wanted it to be and Thor being nothing at all, really. It was, it was, it was bubblegum. It, it was completely consumable. Yeah, I just I just feel like this is it's a it's a constant thing. We're going to constantly have to update our idea of what this stuff is, otherwise we're going to get locked into this addiction for a much longer period of time. And you're going to start missing really interesting shit like the Sandman, you know, or um uh, you know the picture I saw uh the other um the other day um that I talked we talked about last time official competition. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed my rant. And I'll see you later. Addy's going to take over the rest no. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I absolutely loved everything you said. It's it's something that, that I've talked about like since we started the show. It's a it's a, it's a very normal, simple thing. It's called uh, oversaturation leads to exhaustion. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. It absolutely does. It's and 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 that's that's the kind of consensus is is what's going on. I mean, it's great that Marvel's saying 
hey, check out our plan for phase five and phase six. And this is going to take us into what, like 2025? Probably 26. Like we have the new, like we'll have new characters, new era coming in in 26. So I think Avengers Secret Wars is going to be, which is the end of the multiverse saga is, they're saying two Avengers pictures in one year. That's not going to happen. You can't do two Avengers films in one year. You just can't. Yeah, Infinity War and Endgame were separated by a full year, weren't they? They were, but they were supposed to be released in the same year. I think that's what they're going to do. That's interesting. How the fuck are they going to cram? Because remember, in between those two movies, you had what would have been Ant-Man and the Wasp. and Captain- Yeah, it was Ant- uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Was that it? That was it. See, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, th- that's the point that I'm getting at, which is the only reason why everything... Are we actually getting into Comic-Con now? Like, Yeah, well, let's let's just do, do it. Um, we're going to... We're not really going to do a nerd news segment because it's all fucking nerd news, but God damn it if we're not going to play the theme song. So here it is. Nerd news. I haven't watched Sandman yet. I was waiting for this episode for you to tell me how good it is so I could watch it. It's, it's an absolute treasure. The the episode, I don't know if you've read the comic at all, but there's an episode where um, Dream or um, Lord Morpheus uh, has kind of, you know, he's a bit lethargic. You know, he's sitting at a park feeding pigeons and along comes his sister, Death, and she gives him a talking to. And then he goes, he follows her around for a day while she takes people to the to the afterlife. I was in fucking tears. And it was one of the most, you know, visually complex um, stories to tell as well because it was dealing with two different realms again and all that stuff. But I was so drawn into what was happening. All that stuff kind of fell away and I wasn't aware of... I couldn't see the seams for once, you know? It was was beautiful. Really, really wonderful. Yeah, we're going to have to do an episode on it once you've caught up and, and everybody else. But I smashed it in only a few days. I know. You yeah. you, smashed, you watched Prey and then you immediately went to Sandman. Had to be that. Well, I, I had to watch Prey because I had to... I was thinking about doing an episode of The Stitch Up on it, like just a, like a really quick one. And then uh, my man Leo from Movies on Weed, after he saw that I was watching, was like, hey, man, can you do a little snippet for an episode of my show? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just do that. And then I can do an episode on the OG Predator. We're in the nerd news now. We're talking about the Comic-Cons. Right. Let's get into it. Right. Uh, I just want to start off by saying that, that we both we both love comic characters. I, like, I'm in love with some of them. Like, literally in love with some of them. So... That's fine. I, That's sorry. totally fine. I, I, I can name a few I am too. Jeez, the guy who plays Morpheus. Forget about it. And, and the woman who plays Death. For, Jesus. It's a beautiful show. Beautiful folk. It's 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 like when when we talk negative about things, it's not that we want to be negative. It's because we love this shit so much that when the that when we see that the people in charge of this do not care as much as we do, it hurts us, and 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 that's why the negative the negativity comes out. It's not that we hate the shit; it's because we love it. Well, I mean, it's not even that they. 
they don't get it or that they don't love it. it it's this stuff is big business now. It's not just about, yeah. you know, Marvel b- selling its properties to other film companies so that it can pay its rent. And it's not about someone like David Goyer coming along and being like, it's going back to Blade and going to a film clip director and saying, I want to do this movie with Wesley Snipes. Because Wesley Snipes was supposed to do a Black Panther film and it never got off the ground. So he ended up doing... Yeah, right, in the 90s. And so you ended up doing uh, Blade instead. And that movie fucking slaps. It slaps, man. I'm so happy about it because I haven't watched it in years and I've just got a 4K DVD player. DVD. Shit, I'm never going back. And then I immediately watched the second one on a streaming service and not only was the quality terrible, but it doesn't hold up. The second one doesn't hold up as well as the first one. But anyway, regardless of all that, this, this stuff is so present and prevalent um that yeah the the the, you notice the saturation so much more than you would have at that time absolutely and um the reason the reason why the marvel panel works so much and the reason why people are hyped for marvel and not as much for dc is because now it's crystal clear like we like for dc now it's crystal clear that all they do is take this as a business and I'm not saying the Marvel studio doesn't, I mean, WB doesn't even have like a, a DC studios or something. They just have directors coming to make DC films. This is not like a, a dedicated department. Yeah, like, they don't have their own sort of arm of the way that Disney has a separate arm for Star Wars and a separate arm for Marvel and a separate arm for, I don't know, whatever, big hand <laughs> mice. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's just all under that. Well, now it's under Warner Brothers Discovery, I guess. It's clear to people now that this is this is business. And the only reason why Marvel Studios works is because we know that Kevin Feige cares. Like, dude, I reckon the minute Kevin Feige is out, all this shit falls apart. All of their hard work. If there's, if there's someone that replaces Kevin Feige and they don't care as much as he does, it's all gone. E- even though it's like, telling you like stuff that's going to come in the next fucking 10 years or thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, dude, just, well, just look at going, We're going to release a film in the year 3038. <laughs> really? It's like a thousand and a bit years away. That's, that seems like, like that's supremely confident Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, just look at the stuff we have to talk about in this episode. Doesn't seem like they're going anywhere for the next 20 years. Does it? No, no. They're, just, they're, they're sticking around. So we've lots to talk about, lots and lots to talk about. We're not going to hit everything because, let's face it, there's only so much time in the world. Is there anything in particular that stood out? I mean, I know that the Marvel schedule is, is a pretty big thing, but is there anything yeah. particular that you want to talk about? Because I know there's a couple of things that really spoke to me. The panel that DC announced first because it's it's a bit shorter, so we have time for Marvel. Yeah, what was that? Do you just want to... DC had a panel. Yeah, um... They had the new Black Adam trailer and yeah. a new Shazam Shazam 2 trailer, which I am in love. I am in love with that film, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. Like, I, I, I dig that. Yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer and, and, and just thought, yeah, it just looks like more of the same, more of the good stuff we got from that first Shazam picture. Yeah, plus we got dragons in this shit now. Yeah, I mean, anytime <laughs> you put dragons in anything, pretty exciting. Yeah. I think that's... I'm going to be the first one to buy a ticket if... Yeah, I think that's why they cancelled Neighbours because there wasn't enough dragons. Um, Those of you who know what Neighbours is, if you're either British or Australian, Neighbours jokes. 
Yeah, and Black Adam, so that's different than the trailer we've seen. There was one previous to Comic-Con, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that at, in the cinemas. I went to see something and that played. Is this a new one entirely? Yeah, this, have you not seen it? No, I, I don't know why, how I missed that one. Oh. What, what was should what I send, it? Should, should I send it to you so I can have a live reaction? No, nobody wants to listen to me watch a trailer. You tell me if it was no, not. I have been avoiding stuff a little bit only because, again, not not only was I in production mode, like I had like a bunch of different jobs all at once and then some editing gigs that needed tightening up and it was just a busy, busy work period over the Comic-Con times. Um, I was also avoiding uh, Sandman spoilers. So yeah, no most of the stories. So I've kind of, I haven't been 100% behind everything. Um, but yeah, apparently it wowed the Comic-Con crowd. They were very pleased with it, yes? Absolutely. Um, to, to everyone listening, I just want to say that uh, Reeg's production mode is he goes fully fucking insanely Incredible Hulk. That's how he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. The Incredible Hulk in so much as I carry around camera gear and stuff. And you have to be pretty fit to do Yeah. That. I literally had- No a, shit. Yeah, I had a shoot- uh, I remember sent that picture that my camera assistant took of me carrying everything and I just looked huge and swole. It was fantastic. I think it was more the angle than me, but we had another shoot, me and Alex, my my um my camera assistant, and she's our photographer as well, in a place in Melbourne called Wilson's Promontory, which is a huge like national park that's sand dunes and beaches and all that stuff. And we had a shoot there and we had to walk like 35 minutes from where we parked to get to the part of the place that we were going to shoot this film clip at lugging and i had two camera bags with me because i had i had all like um uh, uh, my drone with me and i had all my lenses and the 300 and a tripod and a shoulder rig and all that stuff so i was like walking it was the best workout of my life i'm gonna tell you that much so yes i am a little white hulk i bet <laughs> but yeah so yeah, I did miss that. Yeah, well, but we got speaking of huge hulking people, um, the Rock. Yeah, the Rock. Yeah, the Rock fucking showed up in the Black Adam costume. He showed up in gear. Comic. Oh, fucking what a yeah! Legend. What a legend! Like, dude, that trailer. Like, you have to watch it. Jesus, dude, there's one scene, and like, I I know you. Like, I know what I know. Fuck my English, man. <laughs> Your English is better than mine. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't fucking words. in an English-speaking language, but I've been speaking it for twice as long as you, and you still have better diction than me. Like, there's one scene in the trailer that I know that you will geek the fuck out on. Yeah? Yeah, it's it's James Bond, man. It's James Bond shows up. <laughs> Dr. Fate, does he fucking give up a hand job or something like that? It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, man. Leave the mask on, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> sorry did i ruin it okay my bad well that's very cool um what else did they have yeah there? yeah the shazam 2 trailer and they had like the whole panel with uh lucy lu and helen yes yeah. too yeah dame helen mirren's gonna be in it which helen is Mirren. like why hasn't anyone thought of her being in a fucking superhero film why have oh. like I mean, technically, she kind of is because she's in. She plays Jason Statham's mum in uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. She's in Hobbs and Shaw. So, whichever one Statham is, Hobbs or Shaw, she plays his mum. 
That's not a superhero franchise. It fucking is. It fucking is. (laughs) Have you seen it? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That last one. What's his name? Um, uh, Idris Elba in Hobbs and Shaw. Idris Elba is a straight up super soldier. He's a biologically enhanced being. It's their superhero movies. I fucking don't even. So is Mission Impossible. <laughs> Guys, superhuman. But yeah, uh, uh, to put her in like a straight up comic movie, you're right. It's it's it's. Why did it take so long? She was in that film Red, um, where it was a bunch of sort of you know older retired CIA agents, John Malkovich and Bruce Willie was in it. Um, that's based on a, a Warren Ellis comic book. But, yeah, not not the same way that this is. Are you laughing because I called him Bruce Willie? That's not me. That's a Key and Peele joke. Key and Peele have a gag where they play two valets out the front of a hotel just talking about pop culture, talking about, you know, why does everybody mess with the Batmans? And they put, the, they put S on the end of everything, you know, or Michelle Pfeiffer's. You know, or whatever. It's just like it, it's Jim Carrey's, uh, and, and one of the ones they do is, you know, you know who I like just as much as Liam Neeson's Bruce Willis, and it's, I, it's, it's stuck. It's stuck in my head now. Thanks very much, you supremely talented comedians. I'm really, really looking forward to Shazam too, because it, like, I didn't know people hated Shazam. Like a friend of mine just just told me that like there's a lot of hate about Shazam. I was like, fuck no, there's not. And then I started looking into it, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, because the people who, who think that the Shazam film does not does not fit in the in the tone of DC films, which is like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, and, I, I don't get that either. Like, what, it's, uh, like, that, one of the benefits that these, that these pictures have at the moment, the ones that DC is bringing out, or the ones they're trying to bring out every time they come up against a goddamn assassin, um, is the fact that they do all feel different. Which is, yeah, which is like the biggest, which is why I hate that they're going to go the Marvel route because they tried to do that and they failed fucking miserably. And the thing that's like making them kind of good and like kind of attracting fans is that they, it's different. We have, like, if we have a Justice League movie exactly same as Endgame, what the fuck went wrong, man? Like, yeah. I mean, tonally, they did. They tried to kind of go with the Snyderverse. I mean, they tried to do the anti-Marvel. They were doing literally the opposite thing, and they're still doing that. You don't get a show like Peacemaker at, at Disney. You just oh. don't. And that's one of the benefits that they have. Sandman's the same. Sandman deals with some serious shit. Like, yeah, there's some some people are throwing around fucking f's. Why am I not swearing? Fucks. And, you know, like filth, floor and filth all over the place. But there's also some pretty um, disturbing violence and sex stuff, but nothing nothing like gratuitous. But, yeah, they, they benefit from being not for kids. DC stuff is not for kids. Doom Patrol is another great example. Uh, Swamp Thing. The stuff that they've done before they destroyed that DC app, you know, and not the Arrowverse stuff. They're real shit. Uh, Titans. They have the whole Red Hood arc in in that two in that in that three season show that's now, which I just heard is also getting cancelled, which is such a shame. Oh well, fuck me! You can't take away all the good stuff and all the stuff that we don't know that's good or not. They're so like, backwards, man. I don't, I don't get it. And what's even fucked up is that if if it's true that Titans goes, Titans Titans in the middle of production right now. They're shooting season four right fucking now. Yeah. 
So what are they just not going to release that? I don't know how they fucking work, man. It's this, and then they also shit like. Can you imagine? Like I'm gonna say shit. To, like I'm, I'm gonna say something to you. He's so furious. You see his face. Everyone's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna say something to you, and okay. just tell me that if you can imagine that's true or not. The Rock was booed at Comic Con. What are all of those people insane? <laughs> you don't boo the you Rock. Don't- in front of the rock. <laughs> you don't. Do you know why? Why? Do you know why? Because there was a fan that asked who wins in the fight, Superman or Black Adam. And he replied, which is the best fuck you can give to WB whilst they're working with WBs. It depends who's playing Superman. Like, dude, he, he's on our side. Like, he knows what the fuck's going on. That's, that's a dig at fucking DC, not Henry Cavill. Exactly. The only fucking fight we want to see is Henry Cavill as Superman and The Rock as Black Adam. Either fight or kiss. Like, I don't don't care which one I get. Or fight, then kiss. That's fine. Your mum's name's Martha? My mum's name's Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Touching each other's titty balls and stuff. Anyway. um, Yeah, and and also it come out. Like this week, that they're sorry. <laughs> it's come out this week that they DC or someone in DC said that they asked Henry Cavill to come back, and he was like, "You can get fucked," in a British accent. <laughs> I see. I don't believe that. I don't believe that they asked him because he was doing press for Witcher season two when he said that the suit is in his wardrobe. He's always ready for it. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe that they asked him because, dude. Like, you know how much Superman means to me. Man of Steel was the first ever breakout role for Henry Cavill where people were starting to recognize him. I mean, he was in the Tudors as well, but like, like it was Superman that gave him and like made, kind of made him what he is. And I've always loved his Superman because it's, it's like his Superman has always been more human than anything else that DC has put out. And it's his Superman that, that made that made Ben Affleck's Batman the fucking darkest of dark that, that there is. Go to Alfred and say, Faith, like his Superman was the Superman that made Batman believe in faith. He plays Kal-El as human because the Superman that we know, the human part of him is the act. It's Kal- is, um, Clark. It's the artifice version of him, like we've talked about before. But Henry Cavill plays Kal-El. He never plays Clark. Uh, he never had the opportunity to. They never put him in a situation where he had to do that the way that Christopher Reeve did. But yeah, he plays Clark with a tremendous amount of humanity. We see through these lies. Like, what the, like, like it's exactly what you said. That they're just trying to ramble shit up so that they can. It's all clicks, man. Like when, when I when I sent you the that they had the the crisis of infinite Earths planned and all that shit. No, they fucking didn't. Yeah, you notice how all of that information comes out suspiciously a day after Ezra Miller gets arrested again? Everyone's like, oh, Ezra Miller got arrested again. Well, look, check it out. This is, um, we talked to Henry Cavill. He said, fuck you. So read this. And then again, oh, you know, it's these Ezra Millers. It's, I said he before as well. Sorry, it's they. They were arrested again. Oh, check it out. Um, there's going to be crisis. We're going to do crisis. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, it's, it is all a smokescreen, friends. And like, it's so fucked up because like the thing I said, was like it was Henry Cavill, but like fan imaged into like the Kingdom Come thing, where yeah. he has the grace going on, and and then it says Chrysler Infinite. I'm like, dude, if you if you're making like a fake clickbait, you just 
do it fucking right because it's not the same Superman. Like, it's not the same Superman who crisis and kingdom come. They're so opposite that you can't even fucking imagine. Yeah, it's the... They're two completely different. Like Kingdom Come is an Elseworld story. It is. It is exists out of the Crisis idea. The Crisis idea is the 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 fifty two Earths kind of thing. Um, and if they fucking had their head out of their ass, they'd know all that stuff. But they can't be bothered. Was there anything else yeah. in DC that was interesting? I know they they did release another trailer for Sandman, but that did fucking come out now, so it doesn't matter. Also, I did not know that Neil Gaiman like actually wrote the show as well. I, I know that he wrote the books, but I had no idea that he wrote the show, which is which is just like a, a win. Like I saw the interview that he had with J.R.R. Martin, or sorry, George R.R. Martin, where he said that every time I talk to George, he reminds me that it's because of him that I have Sandman, because he, he gave him the idea of Sandman and George R.R. Martin passed on it. And then he wrote it and then it became the thing that it became. And he never lets him forget it. Good. That yeah, man. Like um, the 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 thing that the show also benefits from is the fact that it took time to get there. It wasn't like it doesn't feel like it was part of this rush to get things made that we kind of have now. And it's like, what's the fucking IP that we can use and can mine really, really well? The, at one point, Joseph Gordon Lovett was attached to to write and direct, and and he was going to be in it as Dream, I would assume, and he dropped out of the project and whatever. And then Goya came on, David Goya came on, and Neil came in and everything. And then with Neil and Dave and and, and Goya working as sort of the EPs on it and and writing a lot of the episodes, you have the pedigree of of a creator from the very very beginning he did, he was given the idea of like they were like hey what do you want to do at dc and he's like i want to do sandman they're like oh yeah that character from the 50s with a fucking sleep out knockout gas gun he's like no, no 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 this is what i think about sandman and he created this whole world to have someone like that as your creator incredible like it's 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 you, you couldn't it would be like if alan moore had been involved in watchman um which he would never do because he's a, a crazy crazy man the crazy man, Alan Moore. God yeah. He's too busy doing witchcraft, and that's totally fine. D- so do we want to move on to the Marvel one? Because there's a lot of Marvel. All right. Um, we'll get into, like, the, the phases of what's going to happen. I don't actually have an image of it up at the moment. But the first thing I, I need to do. Oh, you've got it with you? Great. Okay. Can you shoot that to me so we can go through it together? Um, and, awesome. Uh, sometimes the internet's really helpful. Uh, the first yeah. thing I want to say is the fucking trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever Holy shit, man. I, I rewatched the OG Black Panther a couple of weeks ago. It was or maybe a week or two ago. Um, and it, I dig it. Like, it still holds up. It, I, I really enjoy that picture. I, I think Chadwick's got an enormous amount of charisma in that role. Um, and it's a really interesting piece. This looks like something else. This is something completely different. Like... That trailer shook me. Like I was physically moved. Yeah. Um, Angela Bassett screaming about losing her all of her family. What more does she have to give? I was like, damn, I don't know. But maybe, maybe give it to Namor. Like, because Namor's gonna be in it, or Namor, or Namor, or have you pronounce it? I don't know. And he's coming up there looking like, you know, goddamn delicious in frilly pants. Oh my and, god, uh, dude. That guy's that guy is an absolute Adonis, I don't know who who the who the actor is. Um, yeah, but, but he do he fits it so much, like just the way that he is in the trailer. Oh my fucking god! 
And there's a tribalness to it as well. Like, whereas Namor is just a fucking white guy with who's a mutant, actually. In the comics, he's one of the first mutants. Yeah, he's the, he's the first mutant. Which, yeah. if, like, spoilers for Miss Marvel, no. Dude, Miss Marvel is the first mutant in the MCU. In the MCU, yeah. And, like, did, like, when he says that there's a mutation in your gene, they play, they play the fucking thing, man. Like, it was one straight... It wasn't even that. I was like, N-n-n-n-n. and that was it. And yeah. I was screaming my hands off, man. And, and I imagine in my head, Addy is backflipping out of his living room like fucking Catwoman in Batman Returns <laughs> um, at how crazy that is. But, yeah, I mean, if that's that's the way to go, uh, you know, having um, Namor do it as well, like him be connected to, to the, the mutant race because he is part human, part Atlantean. Um, but in the comics, he's just a white there, dude with little wings on his legs. But this, he looks, he has, you know, a, 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 like, looks yeah, like he's a, part a king. Of a tribe. You know, he has, uh, a, a, I'm not sure if there's tattoos, but there's definitely the costuming is is like, you know, uh, it, it marries well with the Wakandan costume, which is of its origin. You know, I think that's a really smart design idea to give it a, an actual something that looks tangible as opposed to just a blanket. This guy lives under the ocean. Absolutely. And like the, the thing is that like a lot of people don't know this because Aquaman's more famous. Uh Namor was before Aquaman. Aquaman's a copy of Namor. Is that right? Um Yeah. Okay. But the good thing that the good thing that Ryan Coogler's like I cannot imagine I cannot imagine the weight on this man's shoulders. Like he has to make a film with without the person that was the driving force of of that project in the first place. Mm. He has to deal with the character's death, let alone his friend leaving him in real life. And then they have all the Namor shit. Like, and it, like, then he's not even, like, it's not, it's not called Atlantis in the film. They're not doing Atlantis at all. It's something else. Is it? Which, okay. which I, which I love that now they won't be like, oh, if this Atlantis and DC and Marvel and all that bullshit. But I just, I just love that, you know, it's going to be hard, man. Like, especially the music in the trailer where it transitions from no woman, no cry to it's going to be all right. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's goosebumps, man, all over. And it, it is like indicative of his power as a, as a storyteller, um, you know, the, who, who can elicit these kind of emotions out of, out of comic book stuff because not everyone can do that. Not everyone is able to do what he's able to do. And it, Black Panther is a perfect example of it. Like the character of Killmonger is arguably one of the best villains that they've had in the MCU because he's so, you sympathize with him so much. He's such an actual character. He's such a real person. Um, but then to see this, to not really have a clear villain here, you can see that what would be the Atlanteans or whatever they are, Namor's people fighting with the Wakandans, um, that they are you know, at odds with each other. And then the trailer ends with someone in that suit. Um, and I don't know if it's cheery or if it's, you know, someone said to me the other day, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was, it might've been my friend Brad, who's who, like another filmmaking buddy of mine. I think we we're talking about it, put Angela Bassett in it. Like just fucking, wouldn't that be amazing? The queen of Wakanda becomes the Black Panther. That's a fucking baller yeah. ass idea. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that, and I didn't think I would be. Like I was just like, oh man, I don't know how they're gonna. Not that I that I thought they would need 
uh, uh, wouldn't be able to recover from, uh, uh, you know, the passing of Chadwick, even though they were like in pre-production and had written the script and everything. I thought, well, they'll they'll figure out how to do it. But I I didn't. It's not that I didn't care. I just was like, it'll be whatever it'll be. But after seeing that trailer, I'm like, this is this is something that I'm really interested in. And it and it closes out this phase that we're in, which is phase four. I know there's there's a part that like if you do become Black Panther, you go into that ancestral plane. Do they do they show Chadwick? Because they do have the resources to do that. I just like, and I was I was on the same page as you because I I it's not that I wasn't looking forward to it. I, it was like, I I don't know how they're gonna do it, and I just I can't like I I wasn't able to like get myself to like. When you watch the trailer, you know that the person that was supposed to be there is not there and it's felt. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid of feeling that. And it's it, like we're talking about DC and now this, like it it shows like even, even in this corporate world, there are people who care. And it's only because of the people that care we get, we get films like these. Have you and, ever heard um, Ryan Coogler talk? Not that much, but I've heard his panel where he, where they showed the first look of where they showed uh, the trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, he's so passionate. He's such a um, like filmmaking is in his blood. Like he he is one hundred percent a storyteller, and he does not give a fuck. Like you do, you don't tell this guy to go corporate. Absolutely not. They have let him do what he wanted to do, which is probably another pretty rare occurrence um, uh, in this current state of things. So yeah, I, I have one hundred percent faith in the gentleman. His film Fruitville Station is spectacular, um, and and Creed too. Creed's one of my favorite boxing movies. It's probably my favorite Rocky movie. I know that's controversial there was another uh uh trailer as well that we didn't get to see well they showed some footage of the of guardians of the galaxy volume three um which is pretty cool uh and also ant-man 3 quantum mania uh first look at that um bill murray's in that motherfucker and yeah as, as well wait yeah Mordock's in, like they had i will i will throw up the the picture that unofficial release picture of Modoc, it's like a transformer face. I think that's just a cover up so that like when it goes out, it's like fucking teeth and big eyes and all that shit. I because so. like there's no way you have a transformer face in, instead of that because that's what Modoc is. It's it's a giant fucking flying body of robot. It's a huge head. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah. It's the Sorry, fucking that's... god. It's the god figure from. Um... Ah, uh, what's that stupid Sean Connery movie where he wears a goddamn red mankini? Zardots. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, there's a character in it who's this huge stone head and it looks exactly like Modoc. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But I think probably the thing we should get into is the release schedule. Um, yeah, I just, I want to say one thing because um, no! I know, like... What do you think this is, a podcast? <laughs> you can get fucked. <laughs> Sorry. Get the living shit out of me, man. All right, yeah, I do that. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a trailer release for Quantum Mania soon, because uh, Quantum Mania, Quantum Mania opens up Phase Five. Right. I'm just looking at this. So this is Phase Five that we're looking at right now. Yes. Uh, the release date is fuck me in the ass. No. <laughs> 
I'm a terrible influence on you, I feel. Okay. February, uh, yeah, Feb- <laughs> February the 17th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is 17th of Feb, 2023. Jeez, it's so, such a brand. Like they brand that, like the fucking, that's the fucking date. That's when it's fucking happening. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be May the 5th, 2023. Um, and then we have Loki Season 2. Whoa. Where are you going? Where are you going? Am I going the wrong way? It's up, down, up, down, up, well, down. that's fucking dumb. That's ridiculous. I read left to right. I don't read up to down. I mean, I know that some people do, maybe, but what? how is that? That's the dumbest shit ever. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the rest of what we were talking about just then, we had to stop because Zoom cuts you off after 40 minutes now, whatever reason. Um, and uh, I watched the Black Adam trailer, the second trailer, and me and Addie were just laughing about it because is it all set in that one street? Because it looks like every single shot is pulled from that one street, apart from Pierce Brosnan waking up and some stuff over the water, which looks like he's having a fight with Atlanteans. I think what they've done is they've pulled the promotion material out of the one crazy fight scene that if you see all the promotion material together, you can see the whole fight scene, so it won't be the coolest fight scene. Yeah, yeah, you stitch it all together. I think that's probably the case. But anyway, yeah. go, go. But did you see down. Did you see the shot of four Dr. Fates holding down uh, Black Adam? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's 50% of the reason why I'm keen uh, because of <clears throat> Pierce Brosnan. I love that actor. He's great. Um, okay. He beats the fuck out of he beats the fuck out of uh, Hawkman, racist bastard. Why is it racist? Because <laughs> Hawkman's black. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's totally racist then. <laughs> Remember that episode where I called you a racist? You should have seen the look on your face. It was so funny. Oh dear! You, you called me a racist and a sexist in the same episode. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Couldn't be further from the truth. My God. Okay. <laughs> speaking of racists, Quantumania. No. no. What the fuck? I don't think there's anyone racist in that. Um, is is the same director doing it? Uh, I think so. I think Peyton Reed is the one doing it. Okay, so he's done all three. Good on him. Uh, so there's uh, that one, and then yeah. apparently we have to go. Down, down, which is uh, this so is, is that- secret. All right, so here's what we can do. So you do, so you do the up ones. I do the below ones. You do the, do you do the up. I do the down. You do the up and the down. We go sip, sip, sip like that. Yeah, we go sip, sip. sip. Okay, great. All right. That's um, a, that's a throwback to the very first episode. Enjoy that. Is it? It's also a Kevin yeah. Hart gag, but that's that's all right. I steal material all the time. At least I credit people. <laughs> all right. So uh, you, that's the Wasp. And you said, what's the next one? And the next one is Disney Plus uh, original series, Secret Invasion. Da, 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 with Amelia Clark. With, with Amelia Clark and Samuel Jackson and Kobe Smolders returning. Oh, she's coming back for it. Awesome. Yeah, get down. I love it. And hope, um, hopefully we get fucking Phil Coulson and Daisy Johnson, man, for fuck's sake. Do you reckon it'll happen? People are keen on that. I really, I really want I really want them to. Yeah. I, I know I know Kevin Feige hates Inhumans a lot because he killed Black Bolt and then he deliberately made Kamala Khan a mutant instead of an Inhuman that she was in the comics. Mm. Okay. Inhumans in, in was not successful. Uh, and I think he would rather forget it. 
Yeah, no worries. But it's it's not that Agents of Shield wasn't successful. Agents of Shield had Inhumans in it. Did it? That's okay. what's that's what spun the Inhumans shit. All right. Well, I'm gonna last for one season. <laughs> gonna have to get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get into it then because. I don't know anything about that. I just know the Inhumans. I didn't watch Inhumans either. Like I'm not judging it at all. I'm just basing it on 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 the the reaction. Public opinion. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know the opinion of the people who made it as well. They haven't been fantastically high either. Um, okay, so uh, May the fifth of the 2023 Guardians of the Galaxy Part Three, which will introduce Adam Warlock, being played by a very very cool young actor um, whose name. Is I don't know. Something. I don't know. I, um, I, can't, I can't help you here. Why don't I just do some research? <laughs> um, his name is Will Poulter. Um, and he, yes, yeah, I recently saw him in Dope Sick, um, which is really oh, great. such amazing show. Oh man, that was that was the sh- my show of last year. We talked about that in one of our first conversations, actually. And summer of twenty twenty three is Disney Plus's Echo series. Mm. That that's a follow up from uh, Echo from the Hawkeye series, which will have Kingpin, mm-hmm. Daredevil, mm-hmm. and hopefully Punisher. Yeah, I mean the uh, Rosario Dawson was on, doing a panel recently um, and someone asked her a question and she kind of let it slip that they're looking at relaunching the Punisher. And she's like, that's the only one I wasn't in. So I get to go on, might, might get a chance to do that because she loves John Bernthal. I'm like, all right. So clearly- Who they're, doesn't? They're looping. Yeah, I mean, John Bernthal's fantastic, man. He's, he's this generation's yeah. Al Pacino, honestly. He, he like to loop that all back. And Echo's a really cool character. Her, her use was really awesome in, in the Hawkeye series and- Man, fucking put D'Onofrio in anything, I'll watch it. Um, Hawkeye Season 2 in the summer of 2023. Uh, Loki, what the fuck are you reading? What did I say? Loki. What did I say? You said Hawkeye. You oh, said Hawkeye. It's been a long day. Uh, I'm Loki. sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's fine, man. Loki Season 2, not Hawkeye. Hawkeye Season 2. But uh, Loki Season 2, however, can be on. And it's shooting currently at the moment. There's some stuff set in the 70s. Uh, they showed some images of a, like an old-timey... 70s style McDonald's, which is pretty interesting. Um, and uh, you know, Tom Holland's back, and I believe Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, what is wrong with my face? And who's the other cat who's in it? Luke Wilson, uh, Owen Wilson, Luke <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Owen Wilson. that was on purpose. That one, um. Yeah. Yeah, so Owen Wilson's back, I think. I saw him in some of the interviews. So, you know, like I, I wasn't super... I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it looked really good, but I didn't. it didn't grab me in the same way that fucking Hawkeye did. Um, but, you know, I'll watch it because I'm a pig for this shit. Yeah, I, I love Loki season, uh, season one and uh, it gave us the best ever version of Kang the Conqueror that we'll ever get. And I love Jonathan Major, Majors as as Kang now and he's looking at where, where we headed he's going to be the big bad he's going to be just, yeah, absolutely the linchpin in the same way that uh that all this stuff encompasses the same way that Thanos was which is super cool um and really yeah. interesting to see what 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 the Kang dynasty is you know and how does that lead to secret wars it's this there's so much it, again like I said before it's it's overload it's like oh for fuck's sake but then was, there's another part of it it's like I wonder what it's all going to end up being like yeah can't help it like also 
also a bit of um, a bit of trivia. Uh, no, a bit of information, exciting information for people listening mm-hmm. and for you, sir. Um, there's a there's an animated show called Earth's Mightiest Heroes, sure, uh, which is an which is Avengers based show. Uh, I think it's. I think in one of the seasons there's a there's an episode called the Kang Dynasty. Is that right? So, yeah. Maybe go and peep that, everyone. Get some inside dope that you can talk about with your friends at the pub or whatever people do. <laughs> On July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, we have the Marvels, mm. which will have Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel, which will have Monica Rambo as Photon. And we'll have Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and I I can't wait because I love Iman Vulani as Miss Marvel. I just I, I love that show so much. It was a great show. It was a really great show, and interesting. You know, we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks. But um, you know, the teaser at the end of that show, spoilers in three, two, one. She somehow body swaps with yeah Captain with, Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel, I think what it is, is that she, yes, so she does body swap. And what happens is that Captain Marvel was stuck in this void. And then as soon as she swapped, she's scared that the person that she swapped with is stuck in the same void now. So now she has to go and rescue her, which like, imagine, imagine like, um, imagine Michael Keaton as Batman coming and rescuing you. Like that's, that's the feeling that she's going to get when she sees Captain Marvel coming to me. Yeah, I see the smile, dude. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Cap. You know, Michael Keaton turning up anywhere in a Batman outfit to to, to rescue me from something. It's fantastic. Um, next up. Next up is I'm looking forward to this one. Blade, November third, 2023. So just over a year away. They released a really unusual uh, subtitle for this film a few months ago that looks like they're not going with. I, I can't remember what it was. But Mahershala Ali, two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali, goes to Marvel and says, hey, I want to do something. They're like, what do you want to do, two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali? Um, uh, I think it's Mahershala as well. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. Yeah. And he's like, I want to do Blade, motherfucker. It's such a cool character. He's a great actor. I'm excited for it. And if it's Marvel decides to, I don't know, I don't know how they do that without making it R, but if they're making Deadpool R, then fuck it. Just go. Like, it's a vampire movie. You got to have blood. You got to have, um, you know, heads being cut off. Like you can't skimp on it. So do it right, my friends. In fall of twenty twenty three is Ironheart, mm. uh, a show a show focusing on Riri Riri Williams, who's going to make her debut in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and uh, there have been some images come out <coughs> of the 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 costume, um, the suit of armor that she's going to be wearing. It looks pretty cool, pretty comic accurate too. So that's that's you know. Right on. Next is in winter 2023 to 2024. So I'm assuming that's, you know, over Christmas, the same way that um, Hawkeye was released. Hawkeye was. Um, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Now I'm assuming, um, like, this is, the, you know, this is the character Agatha Harkness from uh, um, the WandaVision series. I'm assuming that this is a prequel. It has to be, right? I'm not very excited for this because I, I... Oh, well, you I'm are a- sexist and a racist. You're racist against witches and you're sexist against witches. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, so you're um, not, not super looking forward to it or anything? I'm not I'm not looking forward to it because like 
only if blade does something like we're seeing all of this it's all space based like it's all cosmic but like what's the magic thing based in like mystic yeah so the like nothing nothing up until i guess blade is more in the mystical realm supernatural um, so supernatural yeah I, i'm very excited to see Catherine Hahn again right i'm not a sexist i'm very excited to see her <laughs> plus like if they if they like bump it up to like october i might be happy because then halloween and all that shit yeah I, I completely agree or they bumped up blade to halloween and have him like fight fucking demons like come on well, well halloween comes uh blade comes out like three days after halloween yeah so that's what i'm saying like bump oh, it up right. a bit more so <laughs> yeah sure i see what you're saying yeah sorry and a brand new series on disney plus with 18 episodes for season one daredevil born again yeah motherfuckers. born again is probably you know arguably with uh, Man Without Fear and Guardian Devil as being, you know, one of the top Daredevil storylines. And Charlie Cox is coming back. Everybody, it's, it's yeah. And, so is, and so is Vincent D'Onofrio, man. Yeah, like it's got to be done. You can't, you can't do Daredevil without, without that crew. Like you've, you've cemented it too much. Those, those three seasons of Daredevil are still a high watermark for me. I don't think that much of the TV that they've done has gotten better than that. I've not seen the last season. Oh, Daredevil yet? Shit, man. It's one of those shows that got better as the seasons went on. You know how there is diminishing returns usually with any series that you get, but then occasionally something will come along where you're just like, this is yeah. just getting better and better. Like fucking, you know, Mad Men or um, uh, Angel or uh, Boardwalk Empire. Like every next season, they just up the stakes and it's like, oh man, I'm totally in this. So yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope they don't, soften it too much a little bit's all right it yeah. was never like potty mouth or anything but it was adult um i hope they don't um yeah i hope they don't soften it too too much i i know why marvel would want it to be pg but i hope that it's not because we've seen the potential of daredevil mm. while not being pg and why he's like he still showed up in uh, uh no way home like he wasn't he wasn't doing daredevil shit the the tone of what this daredevil is going to be is going to be decided very soon in six days now uh, in She-Hulk when we yeah. see Charlie Cox in that in that yellow and red costume. Yeah, which is, you know, fairly traditional of, of Daredevil. That's what he looked like before the red costume. Um, when he was originally designed, he was, uh, that's how, how um, the, was it Bill Everett? I can't remember who designed him. Sorry, Stan obviously created him, but I don't remember who the artist was, but that was the original look the full red outfit didn't come in until um a little bit later so you know fucking whatever man charlie cox great actor i, I really like him he's in boardwalk empire actually which is one of my favorite tv shows of all time i need to start re-watching that actually sorry my, a lot of fucking tangents today all right next up next up next up ah, we're a captain he's from america and he's in a film that's called new world order this will be Captain America. Yes. Falcon. Uh, post Falcon. No, it's 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 Captain America. He's yeah, not no, Falcon anymore. He's like pre post Falcon, uh, Captain America. This is Anthony Mackie um, uh, playing your main man, Sam Wilson. Uh, I'm not really sure what the what the story will be. New World Order sounds um 
Sounds interesting. Sounds like a bit of a, a shake-up of something. And then that will probably lead into Thunderbolts. Sorry, I know you're going to do Thunderbolts, but I just realized that the, the, the New World Order will probably be, you know, some of these characters that will then go on to be the Thunderbolts appearing in that film. Don't you reckon? Yep. Yeah, it's like, I hope Captain America New World Order is like is like a Batman film, but it's all like... Like the whole film, he's stuck in Arkham Asylum. I hope it's that, and like it's all these, all these like characters and these like small and like big characters like Zemo, and like even Yelena, but also like someone like um, the Abomination or fucking Whiplash. Fuck, did he die? Who like Mickey Rourke? No, this is not Mickey Rourke. This is Whiplash. Did the character of Whiplash die? Not that I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, like have him in there. Like it, the thing is, I've actually heard that like because they're not like actors are not signing on to this film, so you might not get a Thunderbolts. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I and, mean, like this news. Is- the, the 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 thing that would be interesting oh. though, the beginnings of of the Thunderbolts as characters from the comics was a series in which the first issue was a bunch of new heroes and they just came out of nowhere and filled the space that was left behind after the avengers and the fantastic four were lost during the battle with onslaught physiological manifestation of um a combination of both charles xavier and eric lencher magneto and and he came along and in order to kill him in order to stop him these heroes, the non-mutant heroes, had to go into this sphere of energy and they were apparently killed. And then they were brought over into this pocket universe and was called Heroes Reborn. And so all of these big creators came back to Marvel to work on these characters in their own pocket universe. And during that year-long period, before they returned, by after they all realized they were now in an altered dimension... Those characters were missing from the Marvel uh, Marvel Comics for an entire year. In that time, the Thunderbolts popped up. And the first issue was them all doing superhero shit. And then at the end of the issue, they all unmasked themselves. And it was the fucking all the villains. And it was, you know, Baron Zemo and whoever the fuck else. It was all these villains pretending to be heroes. To, US agent and all that. Yeah, to win sway over, you know, the, the, the populace or whatever it is. If that's the idea, because the majority of the people don't know that because they haven't set any of that up, that's pretty cool. But if it's just a bunch of anti-heroes doing their shit, that's kind of whatever. Again, like what you said has to have that background of these heroes not being there, right? Hmm. I mean, they could fill that up with, you know, heroes not being there from Endgame. And the heroes that we've lost. That's true. That that could be one route they go, but like it's so interesting because you see the, the logo of the Thunderbolts and it's exactly like the Avengers logo, but there's no arrow and it's rusted, which means that these are misfits, but they have no direction to go. So either they're gonna go like full fucking loose and shit. Or am I just like reading too much into it? No, actually I'm just looking at now, that's a really good point. I did read something online that said they were going to be ex-villains who were tasked with working for the government and, and people were like, you mean the Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, also, that's that's what they are, right? Yeah, like, it's basically. Marvel's Suicide Squad. And, and also in the comics, um, at one point, 
they were run by a um, very corrupt but um, uh, you know popular Norman Osborne. Like he convinced everybody he'd reformed and he was a good dude, but really he was using these people for nefarious shit. So maybe it's that. Maybe they could bring Norman Osborne into it. It's funny that there's no other Spider-Man mm. movie on this on any of this schedule. Yeah, I mean, like Spider-Man's owned by Sony, so they won't show that. Yeah, I okay. like they might. Yeah. They might show that. They might show that uh, next month in D twenty three. Like so, Thunderbolts is the end of Phase five. Is that right? Okay. Do you want? Yeah. So you want to jump into Phase six then? The Fantastic Four um, will begin Phase six, November the eighth, twenty twenty four. Holy shit! How did you get that? Uh, I'm looking at an actual article, like not a not a not an image. That wasn't Sorry. me being pissy at you. Like, oh, I'm looking at the word, the text. I'm looking at the educated part of the thing, not the pop-up. <laughs> Addie's looking at a pop-up, everyone, and I'm reading real live words. Who the fuck's that guy? That was I don't know where he came from. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, He's yeah he probably works for Disney Plus. He probably no Disney Plus is very quiet and soft. He's not hoity toity at all. Fantastic Four will begin the will begin phase six. John Watts was originally going to direct, um, but he's he's not going to do it anymore. He's currently slated to direct the newest Final Destination film. That's a weird step. <laughs> what? I thought I thought he was doing like a Star Wars project. Oh he might fuck, be, he's but... not. Yeah, that's. Oh no, he is. It's called the Skeleton Crew. Of course he is. Yeah, he is. But that's a show. But he's he said he's slated to direct the newest Final Destination film. People stop watching Final Destination films after the third one. The interesting thing about the Phase <sighs> Six slate is the fact that there's only three things on it, but there's a bunch of dates earmarked that don't have any. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is that they're probably saving all of that for D twenty three with the cast of Fantastic Four and the director reveal there, because they because they're not gonna give all of that in Comic Con, right? Because yeah. they already give so much. Do you reckon they'll release a cast? I, I mean, I just don't know if they're that far along, are they? I mean, like, script? dude, they have, dude, they have a release in November 2024. Like, it's That's like two years from now. Years, yeah, but they better get the fuck on it. And if anything, you know, coming, yeah. in, coming out of the the um the people who worked on visual effects for Marvel stuff for the last few years, you know, they got that the release date for Endgame pushed up a month, and no one told them like they're gonna have to buy back a lot of goodwill at this point with those VFX companies. They don't want to be pushing anything. You know, yeah. say this is our release date, and, and and you know, forcing people to to get it done. And Fantastic Four is going to be super effects heavy because all of their powers are uh, need effects. You know, some things you can get away with, but all of those things need to be rendered in CG for the most part. These are the people that make shit happen for you. Like the reason you have so much is because of these people. They don't even get paid the twenty hours to work overtime mm. because you want the product and you don't give a fuck. Yeah, like that's that's not how it should work. No, and and we also we're in a climate now where people, the the audience I'm talking about now expect the level of like the quality to be so high, um, because you know we just we 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 eat this stuff like it's nothing, you know. It just it, but it it is one of the most difficult roles in film production is is you know managing the the needs of the the computer generated you know, imagery to run those departments, to have individual animators working on things. You know, th- we're talking about people on set and off. We're talking about people doing tracking. We're talking about people doing replacements. We're talking about people doing atmosphere, like just dust and stuff. Like 
It is an exorbitant amount of time and it is majority of the budget for this stuff too. And yet these people are, uh, you know, under what can only be described as as horrendous conditions. Um, so, yeah, I do hope they, going into this new phase of all this amazing new stuff that we're going to see, they're a little bit more keen to what these people uh, you take that group of people out of it. Every visual effects agency on the planet decides not to go with Marvel, which they yeah. can't do because they wouldn't get any work otherwise. But all of them pull the plug and go, no more Disney contracts. Disney shuts down. They don't have their people who can do that in-house. Not, not the amount that they need to. Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, I hope they chickety check themselves before they wreck themselves. That's a, There's a- wreck from 2004 for you. <laughs> There's a there's a brilliant documentary called on on YouTube. It's free to watch. It's called um, Life After Pi, which is a story of uh, a visual effects company shutting down because the life of like the director of Life of Pi wanted everything so quickly. Uh, they were over budget and they were understaffed. And when and when they won uh, the visual effects award, like they won the fucking Oscar, mm. and the people who went up on the stage, they they were shunned out by the music. Like they weren't even able to give the give the speeches. And that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that like even the director did not like give them anything to like like a compensation or anything. Like not even a fucking apology. And the whole company shut down wow. because of this because of this one film that that won fucking Oscars. But nobody knows about that. Yeah. Nobody knows the amount of people that were that were understaffed and how this whole operation came down because time and how people want and react to things. Yeah, and I get it. Like, you know, in I people often don't understand the timeline of editing. It's such a long process, um, especially when you're dealing with back and forth rounds of editing and changes and all that stuff. They're just like, oh, you could change this. I'm like, yeah, but it takes time. And it also takes time to export and upload and all that junk. People kind of miss all that stuff. So, yeah, I hope these these people get, you know, a little bit more respect, if nothing else. So, finally on their docket, they've got the two, what will be the two Avengers pictures, um, which is super yep. cool. Uh, the Kang Dynasty. I keep going to say Krang, but Krang was the, the bad guy from the Ninja Turtles, um, who was the big brain thing. Uh, the Kang Dynasty... Uh, in May of 2025. Uh, yes, second May 2020. Fuck 2025. Really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just to get there. Like, yeah. You know, like sometimes when I start a workout, you know, I'll do the first like two sets of deadlifts, which are just the warm up. So you do like you know between 12 to 15 or just go to fail but low weight just to get yourself warmed up and ready to go and then sometimes i think about fuck i've got an entire pool workout to do it's an hour hour and a half you know at best if i if i you know did go at a decent pace and you're just like oh christ these motherfuckers are looking down the barrel of 742 movies before they get to the two like the bar is set supremely high for those two movies. The Avengers film stopped. There was four of them. They stopped with Endgame. And then they that means that another Avengers picture will not be released until, what is that, seven years after Endgame? Endgame was what, 2017, 2018? 
And in Kimo was 19. 2019. Okay, six years. So five five years. Well, well, if it's 2025, it's six. I failed maths, man. Sure. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, regardless of the maths, that's you know that's a pretty high bar. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. So then, uh, and then the last one will be November the seventh. <laughs> that specifically, 2025, the Secret Wars. Now. Yeah, that goes on. That goes on to March. Either March or May. You reckon that's twenty six? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no fucking way you do two two Avengers films in one year, man. Actually, people um, we can do that. We're Disney Plus, and we fucking rule. We own your life. We know where you live. We're coming to you, Disney Plus. Would you stop interrupting our podcast, <laughs> you fucking scumbag? It's hold on. I need to talk to him. Harsh language. Yeah, Addy, what's up, mate? I'm Disney Plus. Yeah, what happened with my uh, Miles Morales pitch? Uh, I've got to go. Oh, yeah, you can leave now, you piece of shit. Fuck, fuck Disney Plus. <laughs> I nearly I nearly went to do another one then. I was going to go, hi, I'm Netflix. We've got some good programs too. <laughs> hey, Netflix, how are you doing? Uh-huh. Thanks. We're really happy to still have you because we've lost an awful lot of subscribers this year with fucking Disney Plus and all that other shit. So welcome back. Everybody, I am insane. <laughs> it's all right. People stopped listening about three episodes ago, so it's okay. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> I certainly hope not, but that's okay. I just like hanging out with you anyway. Um, yeah, so I like thinking about, regardless of this, you know when they get it out, what is that movie? Because The Secret Wars yeah. and the comic books was a massive, like, industry not industry sorry um uh, uh publication wide event it happened in everything motherfuckers went to space to fight the beyonder spider-man came back with a black suit like it was people died loved and lost and cosmic and all this kind of stuff it's huge it's so much bigger than endgame could yeah. possibly be and also their roster of characters will have quadrupled by then and i fucking hope to god I fucking hope to God that we have Miles in live action by then, because if not, it's, just, it's such a fucking shame. Well, I mean, even if we do, do you think he gets in that? Because it seems like Sony and Marvel are trying to at least distance themselves. Yeah, but there's, fashion. there's no, there's no, listen, there's no fucking way that Peter Parker is not in those two films. There's just no way. Okay, so so about Tom uh, Holland. Yeah. You know, Tom Holland might be kind of over all this. He kind of seems like he's there already. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be. I mean, like they they pay like Disney pays Robert Downey Jr. three million dollars every time he comes to the Disney headquarters and flushes his shit. (laughs) They pay him three hundred dollars, three million (laughs) dollars. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I fucking got him. I fucking got him. That's the funniest thing you've ever said on the podcast. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something legitimate, like they pay him $3 million like every time someone streams it or whatever or one of his movies. (laughs) And the question I have, though, is... (laughs) 
<laughs> God, I laugh like the fucking Joker. Okay, here we go. The question is, they give him $3 million to come there and flush, like press the button on someone else's shit? Or is it his? Nah. No, so they have to pay him $3 million every time he comes to the headquarters and to like fucking pees or does a shit. Because, you know, Disney has to be worthy of Robert Downey Jr. shit. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm, I just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't too sure if you meant he comes there. They're like, hey, Robert, can you come in? Someone's done a shit. <laughs> and only you can. Why? Why would you go to that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm breaking it down. And, or like every time he goes, does he go to the Marvel offices? <laughs> and he calls up and he's like, I need a shit. I'm in, I'm in town. I need to come and have a shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. Get the checkbook out. Or I don't know. There's a bunch of different... There's a lot of questions. Joking aside, you're saying, you know, Tom Holland will probably be in it because you know, they'll back a truck of fucking gold bullion up to Yeah. Head. I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least one or one and a half Spider-Man films somewhere in there. What's the half? You tell me. That's yeah. just... <laughs> okay. Well, if, if we're grading on, on quality... That, that's probably a Morbius sequel. It's going to happen. Too many people are making jokes about it. That film is going to be infamous. Oh God! That film yeah, is scary for its for its that, its uselessness. The existence of that film is a fucking joke to the industry. It's a it's an fu to the industry, like literally. Like, well, it's so funny. I was reading, uh, you know, back to watching Blade last night. Before all this stuff was, you know, uh, uh, disconnected. Um, when when the rights were under the same hub, David Goya wrote the sequel to Blade, uh, which is just called Blade Two, and there's a character in that named Nomak who is uh, uh, the next evolution of of the vampire. He's got the big sort of maw that comes out, that sort of predator maw, and he's he he attacks humans and vampires, and it's kind of like a new species, a new version of vampires. When he wrote the original treatment, that was Morbius. And he was going to be the villain in Blade 2. And they were like, nah, we've got plans for him. And then, like... That was in what year? 2002. So, 20 years ago. <laughs> am I right or am I right or am I right? That would have been a better movie. What the movie. fuck happened to their plans, man? They could have even used the same actor. The guy, Luke Gross, the guy who plays Nomak in, in Blade 2 is fucking awesome. He's a musician, I think. He's like a singer, but he was really good. He's the one who plays... Um, the the uh, I think it's the the elf prince in um, Hellboy two, um, really really interesting uh, British actor you know makes a lot of interesting choices but yeah he would have been a great Morpheus but anyway regardless of all that <clears throat> Secret Wars not so secret yeah. anymore we know they're coming motherfuckers I mean like in like the in the recent Secret Wars that happened in the past I don't know when it happened but like the recent ones because because the, there are two events. The first one has Spider-Man in it, not Miles. The second one has Miles in it as well. That's the thing, right? Because we only have titles right now. Like, all this is just based on titles and release dates. Like, how they did Endgame is is, is literally their, like, MCU's version of the Infinity Gauntlet Saga. Yeah. It's inspired by that, but it's yeah. not that at all. And it's just br- like good if- brand management for people who are, uh, are behind this shit. You're like, when you say Infinity War, you're like, oh, and you're a comic fan. You're like, I know what that is, you know. But for other people, it's just a title. But for us, we get it. And so I think Seeker Wars and 
Secret Wars is going to be like that. Like it's going to be MCU based, and just have the title of that of like the comic run. The most, the more interesting part is like the Russo brothers did Infinity War and Endgame. The director for Shang Chi has been hired to do Kang Dynasty. Yeah, he, yeah, which will be if you know interesting to see like what he does in the interim. Is there going to be a Shang Chi sequel? I hope I hope so. Or Shang Chi just joins in with Wong, and like is in like literally every single Marvel property. The Adventures is, of Wong. It's, the Adventures of Wong. That's what I want next. Uh, um, sorry, Dustin Daniel Creighton is his name. Yep. Yeah. And yes, I want the Adventures of Wong. Yeah, I mean, like, like ha- have it as in like how they did the Hulk story, where if you like. If you take out literally everything from the Avengers films and you have just Hulk part, there's, there's an arc there, sort of, right? Yeah. Like, if you take out, if you, like, Wong as a character has been in more stuff than Doctor Strange. Yeah. Just just imagine that. And, like, you know, th- there's something of fatigue, right? Like, you get tired of seeing the same shit again and again. Give me all, give me everything. Like, give me all of Benedict Wong and I, I love it. I love it to till the day I die. He's just so good. Yeah, he's he's show, he's showing up in uh, She-Hulk as well, and it it makes more sense for Shang Chi to be with Wong because they're two like these are mystical uh, or kind of mystical powers that they have. And they they you know they're both tied to Eastern philosophies as well. You know Eastern martial arts and 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 so on. Like it's they have a kinship based on that they have the same disciplines. In their life, no, I'm not even talking about race or, or you know, uh, yeah, ethnicity. I'm talking about their 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 credos, um, and also that's what the fucking Shang Chi set up. Shang Chi, exactly right. 4K actually, huh? I'm just, I'm just thinking about future 4K um, uh, 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 purchases. Shang Chi, <laughs> Dragon Fight alone, but um, yeah, I mean that's kind of what they were setting up. He's like, hey, come with me. Do you want to be the Young Avengers or whatever the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, if they have two different directors for these two films, I don't, I don't know how it's going to end up. And a part of me is scared because we had Endgame, and a part of me accepted that this, this is the last Avengers film that we'll have. But deep down, we all knew that wasn't the case because, like, Avengers has now become a household name. My closing thoughts would be like, I am excited to see where they go i'm also kind of nervous because they haven't learned their lesson with six episode shit mm-hmm. and with the shows i swear to god a secret invasion like has six episodes and like does nothing to enhance anything i will f- i'm gonna insert the clip of peter griffin getting smacked again <laughs> do it do it again i love it that's fantastic no just disney, disney plus <clears throat> He'll turn up at your house and whisper in your ear. Yeah, again. it it's it's weird, like because we because we're sitting here, we're like we we like we're talking about the next three years of film slates, and half of it we don't even fucking know, man. Yeah, like there, like in phase six alone, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine slots that are still empty. Excluding the three that we already have, the nine slots. Are st- so there's. I showed up ten. Films. Twelve films will be in 
just that phase alone. 12, 12 projects. Yeah, not 12 yeah, films, just 12 well. projects. Yeah, I forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, fucking. Yeah. We don't know, folks, and neither do you, but that's that's the information that we have available to us. And uh, yeah. it, it, there, there was a lot of it. Was there anything else at Comic Con you want to talk about? We're running a bit long here. Not, not really. Uh, they had a Rings of Power panel, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, because like the yeah, I watched like I watched it twice, man. Like the creators came in and they were like talking to each other in in like uh, the Elvish tongue. It was so awesome to see. That's pretty cool. Like, like they like like they're fans of the films and fans of the literature. So it's 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 a dream come true for them as well as a dream come true for me to like. Because I like I was born in two thousand three. Like that was the like I've never seen the. The, the Lord of the Rings trilogy in theaters, or like I've never experienced like them just coming out in this in this world. So it's yeah, it's like it. exciting. It, it's exciting for me as well. That's so awesome, man. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that I, show too. I'm a dig on it. And um, <clears throat> they also had uh, a, a teaser trailer for John Wick Four. Um, they did, which I'm super keen for. I love the John Wicks myself. Um, but uh, but as far as the big stuff, we kind of covered it all. Do we have any questions this week? We do. Wonderful. Well, I have a question in here as well that I want to ask, but I'm going to ask like after all the questions. You wrote a question in to yourself. No, I have it in my mind. I'm going to ask you. Oh, you have it in your head. You didn't send it to yourself. Yeah. Question number one is... <laughs> Did you not pre-read these again? I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, is, is DC overtaking MCU? What the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> I think I think what they're talking about is, is DC <clears throat> taking over the MCU in terms of its popularity maybe? Or in terms of like the market share is DC now sort of encroaching on Marvel because you got to be honest, this person isn't hundred percent wrong. The Batman did very well. Everybody's excited for Joker too. Black Adam looks like it was all done on one soundstage. It's getting, it's getting a lot of press bad or no people are talking about the flash movie. They're talking about, you know, uh, uh, um, fucking so much so that John Oliver, the host of um, uh, last week tonight did a segment talking about, the, the cancellation of the Batgirl film. So in terms of the way people are talking about it, my friend, whoever wrote this question in, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is taking over a little bit of the press share that Marvel had. What do you reckon? I don't completely agree with you. Well, get off. Well, you Get your own damn podcast. <laughs> I just said it like fucking Harrison Ford in <laughs> Air Force One. Get off my plane. I don't quite agree. I think that um, DC has a brighter future if they don't go the MCU route. If they don't go the MCU route, superhero films might last another thirty years. Okay. No. That's that's optimistic. <laughs> that's that's optimistic. If that if if that happens, like if if you're saying like the next thirty years of that is what that is, that means we'll have had. Almost forty-five years of, of comic book movies kind of, dominating yeah. the marketplace. Imagine that's an entire generation. 
People who are children now will have children then. Half of these people will be dead. The real Robert Downey Jr. will be dead. <laughs> Let's think about it. But, you know, you're not wrong. Wong will uh, Tom, be Wong. Tom, Tom Cruise is going to Tom Cruise is going to leave everything and then go into fucking jungles and just meditate for, for the rest of his fucking life. He will and he'll will, he will outlive us all. And and who's the youngest cast member of anything going on? Is it the actress who plays Kamala Khan? Probably. If if it's another 30 years, she's going to be in her 40s. <laughs> I'm gonna be in my fucking forties. I know. I'm a, I'm a no. In thirty years, I will be sixty-nine years old, and I will be forty-nine years. I know. Sixty-nine is a sexy age, though. It's a sexy, yeah, sexy time to be alive. Anyway, I, I I hope I'm there when it all ends. Like I hope like my film is my film is the one that ends it all. It's like what the fuck was that? We won't have anything. Should have ever seen. Oh, <laughs> Miles Morales came into it and Batman. It was weird. Superman was in the shit. Yeah, by the time Jesus you get Christ. there, it's DC versus Marvel. It'll happen. It'll have happened by then. You know, you know what's weird is that you've said two things in the past one minute, and I have I have scripts where those two things happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's because we're good we're good pals. We're chums. Yeah. Um. Okay. So well, that's that's fair enough. You know. Yeah. I, I I do, I do get what you're saying. Like if they if they stay the course and maybe don't try and marvelize, their longevity is is assured. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if they because if they do like if they don't it goes on for another another thirty years, if they do superhero films are dead in the next fifteen. Yeah. What should DC do now that they have starting like you know I'm I'm a, I'm an idiot I don't read these. I know it's weird that you don't because you, there's no it doesn't take that long and you have access so it, yeah. it's peculiar to me but that's all right I don't prep for yeah. this either. All right. What should DC do now that they're starting fresh? Question mark. Cancel all projects? Question mark. So what they're trying to ask is what should DC do now? Do, should they start fresh and cancel all? There is, uh, sorry, cancel all the current things that are on slated to happen and not already have, already going to come out or? Yeah, like it's like they're asking what, do, what does DC do now where they like, do they like cancel everything? and start fresh or do they cancel old projects like man of steel and everything else which is what walter hamada was doing yeah but we want but we won't see that which is kind of good I, I don't fucking know what it is now man yeah just get get your like have a fucking meeting like get legit everyone in one fucking room talk talk about this shit get back like i I saw this today where they're like they want Leslie Grace who plays who played Batgirl in the Scrap Batgirl film to be Batgirl and like do cameos. Like what the fuck, man? Like just what what? Why? Like get your fucking head straight, for fuck's sake. How, how can you expect that to happen if you don't set her up in a in a picture? Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Honestly, I mean the idea of taking DC properties and going completely the other direction is what they were doing, making standalone pictures that lived outside of each other. You still have that Snyderverse tail end of stuff like Black Adam and um, you know Shazam that still kind of live in that universe but still 
like a veering a little bit off from what we expect that to be. But then you have the Batman, you have Joker, you know, you have all this stuff that isn't, it isn't connected or it's, you know, other universes or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's, it's not mainstream. It's, it's, it's very niche, but it's also very, very innovative and very new. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to do that, okay, continue to, to finish what you've got on your slate, release stuff like, um, a Batgirl and and the Flash, but do it on a dedicated version of your site that's called Elseworlds. And then everybody knows that these are out of continuity stories. They're just stories that you can enjoy. The same way that they were going to do with that show that I was talking about that Kevin Smith was going to do, the Strange Adventures show. Just have them be like anthologies. Batgirl could be a standalone movie. That's a cool Batgirl movie that people will dig. You know, it doesn't have to be connected to everything. They're only doing that because yeah. Marvel's had so much so much success. And honestly, it's waning now because all they used all their good ideas, you know? Yeah. And like either it could like Batgirl could have been an Elseworld story and still set up something like a Nightwing trilogy and a and a show with Red Hood or a show with Tim Drake. I sent you that picture. I said, one fucking film, man. So much fucking potential. Yeah, all the all the Bat family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could have spun out of Batgirl so well. You know, have have fucking, you know, Nightwing turn up at the end of that and be like, what are you vying hey, for what's my up? job or something? Yeah, like, you, what are you, you need training, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's stupid, man. Anyway, so yeah, I reckon maybe keep, keep releasing everything, but try and keep it separate the way that you have. What's question number three? Is it your question? Yeah, no. Uh, question number three. Oh, this is an interesting one. What comic book movie will bring uh, people to go and read comics? Well, I mean, it's kind of already happening, honestly. Like the 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 Miles is 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 a great example of that. A character born out of necessity becomes super popular because of the Into the Spider Verse. Captain America is the same. You know, Sam Wilson takes over the the mantle and he gets his own series. Ms. Marvel is now have now has a new series. The Predator now has a new series. These things are being found because there is a want for them in mass media. I think you know this. The person who asked this question, um, if they walk into a comic shop, as I do quite frequently, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of them are young. So I think all of this stuff is helping that. I think the comic industry is yeah. benefiting greatly from from you know the the renaissance of comic media that we're seeing. Absolutely, and I think. Like, just to answer your question, definitely. I think either uh, either Fantastic Four or uh, Secret Wars brings back tons of uh, people or brings in tons of people to go and read the comics. Because if it depends on how they do Fantastic Four. If they do a 60s, and I don't think more, I don't think people will watch it. Like, people will go out and read uh, Fantastic Four stuff. But if they do, like, a of Fantastic Four based in the current MCU, adapted from like a comic that was in 2016 or 2014, any comic, like then they could be like a an, an uprise or Secret Wars, but where you have so many characters and people want to read, people want to read about different characters and then read Secret Wars. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, you sort of see all of these characters and you can find your favorite one and then spin off from that. Like, oh, what was he doing during Secret Wars? But the thing about Fantastic Four is that's there is a universality of that. that there is, I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it up. 
uh, to that that there isn't in a lot of other stuff because it speaks to a different group like that that they are a family it's a dysfunctional family like the thing about it that's different is that it's a soap opera it's about this one family who have to fucking put up with each other and it's really difficult um you do that movie well and it's the fucking incredibles who do you think will die by the end of this saga me no <laughs> <laughs> The multiverse saga, you mean, or the yeah, saga of our lives? That's cold-blooded. Yeah, the saga that is my life. Uh, might be called the peanut butter saga, probably. I love peanut butter. You hate it, though, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay, let me think. Who's expendable? Wanda? She's kind of already dead. Yeah. Is uh, she? Is she? Oh, I bet she has, like, the like the Captain Marvel kind of entrance in Secret Wars. But nobody up. fucking knows and just yeah. like pops up and just destroys whoever the fuck it destroys Kang because Kang's going to be the big one. Yeah. Takes his head clean off. Banner, maybe? Yeah. Eric, um, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Eric Banner. <laughs> Eric Banner might die. I don't know. I certainly hope not. But um, the Hulk, possibly, Bruce Banner. Um, now that we have She Hulk kind of coming in and not replacing him, but definitely filling a gap. Um, yeah, but like the world of She-Hulk and the world of Hulk, I feel like are two very different things. I don't know, man. I I, I like the idea of Mar- of like uh, Mark Ruffalo just sticking around after like all his pals are gone and like he becomes like the Nick Fury. That'd be pretty of- cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there you he go. Beca- this one there. Maybe maybe Nick dies in Secret Invasion. I'm, I I have a good one though, but I'm waiting for you to like give like the best one that you've got. Oh okay, but the only other one I could think of was Bucky. I don't know if it'll have like an like a like an impact. Like yeah. like, I guess what this person is talking about. If you kill him in the beginning, if you kill him at the end of the first act of No New World Order, that's interesting. Yeah, that. But then you also lose one of the best things that worked for the show is is the duo of those two is there, actors. Yeah, they had they've got a lot of chemistry. Yeah, who was your yeah. idea? Well, it plays into the whole the whole thing that I was saying. They they get a shift back to 2016 was the first time we saw Doctor Strange. So Stephen Strange sacrifices himself. Well, I mean, they just did it in the books. So, Shit, they did. Yeah, recently, or maybe not super recently. In the last couple of years, uh, he was he, he he's he passed away. There was a series called The Death of Doctor Strange, and it was him leaving, I believe posthumous messages for all the other heroes to help them solve a mystery because i know benedict Cumberbatch has said that he wants to do it for like another 10 years but i feel like the multiverse opening in the, the first doctor strange film and then fracturing in the second one and then him trying to like fix it and like trying to be the person that that he encouraged tony stark to be at the end of his life would be like quite 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 a Quite a moment of closure. Does that make sense? Yeah. But also be like a, a good character service. Because he's always been the person who would, who would do anything to do the right thing. Mm. So, and like him being at this, like because it's, the, because it's called the Multiverse Saga, him being at the center of it makes, makes more sense that he's going to die. Maybe, maybe Thor dies, but from what Thor Love and Thunder did, for fuck's sake, man, if he dies... Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't actually think that that 
that's something Chris Evans would want to do either because it closes the door and he's he's having too much good time with that. Whether you like it or not, he's enjoying himself. So Yeah, so that was the last question. Uh, this leads into like my my pitch for the next phase of MCU. Yeah, I, I know we're not like doing like the consistent pitches and all that stuff because we I keep forgetting it, about it. You need to remind me. <laughs> no, it's just like I have crazy ideas, man. I need I need to I need to tell it to someone so that so that they know that I don't I'm not fucking crazy. Do it. So man. here it is. We had the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have the Multiverse Saga. The Multiverse Saga leads us beautifully into the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to have to, right? It's going to have to. Because at some point, all of this stuff is going to need to... There's going to need to be a tonal shift. There's going to need yeah. to be something that it brings in a new energy. Mutants are absolutely that. And if you do the Phoenix Saga, I know they tried to do it twice already, but if you do it from the jump, you know, have that be the problem from the onset. This is something they're dealing with right now as opposed to introducing them and then have this development. You know well enough now to not do that with these characters. Just get into the story. Yeah, or or do or do it like do it from the jump. Like like have a six have like just uh, not six. What the fuck? <clears throat> have like a three phase arc with fa- like the first phase ending with the discovery of the Phoenix Force. Phase two with Jean Grey getting possessed with the Phoenix Force, and then Jean Grey being this evil, and have like fucking Jean Grey fight with Wanda Wanda Maximoff. Like, ooh. Ooh, and then she said no more mutants oh oh dude yes i'm getting my ass handed to me by the phoenix no more mutants if they end up calling that the phoenix saga and they end up actually doing that with no more mutants actually being the thing we need to get fucking dollars from disney man yeah yeah, (laughs) fucking get a call from disney plus oh netflix netflix (laughs) sounds like a teletubby anyway um Cool, man. I, I, yeah. I like your style. Yeah, like the the only thing I was gonna say is that like the 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 fight between Wanda Maximoff and Jean Grey could be called um, like like all battles are called uh, Battle of the Witches. Yeah, or Battle of the Sorcerers. Sorceress. I don't fucking know. No, she's a Scarlet Witch, and she is a incarnation of a celestial force. So yeah. Witches is good. Battle, battle of the Force. No, that's that's Star Wars shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you don't put the Force in stuff. Otherwise, you get this sort of. Oh, who is it? Oh, it's George fucking Lucas. <laughs> what are you doing? From, from space. Yeah. From... <laughs> I've come direct from space. I'm here to talk to you about Star Wars. You notice how he sounds like Kermit? No. I was going to say that. And I was like, why Why does your version sound like that? <laughs> well, he's a little Kermity. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's like that Family Guy joke. It's like Kermit, Ray Romano, and and, and uh, 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 George Lucas. It's this weird triangle of people. Anyway, I digress. Was that the end of your pitch? My question to you is... Uh, oh, shit. A question, well, my question to you is, what do you think should be the next saga? As in the after, whatever. After the multiverse saga, like after phase six, like seven, eight, nine. What what do you want them to be? There's a really good series that came out, um, the like tail end of last year, the beginning of this year, by my main man Tom Taylor, and uh, it was called Dark Ages, where um the all of the power sources on planet Earth um went out. So no more electricity. 
um, because someone dug up, um, you know, an ancient being. And then it was about everybody like kind of adapting to that. And because it was perpetually night um, or it was after a fashion, uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But yeah, there was all these vampires and shits attacking all the time and like, Spider-Man's web shooters didn't work. So, he had to build these like really rickety ones. And Tony Stark was trying to reignite this thing. And, but, you know, then there was Dr. Doom was trying to get the power back from this thing. And it was just, it was a really interesting way to, to put these characters in a situation you haven't seen before. Like the really, really interesting movie that's at the end of Justice League, the, um, the, 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 um, the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League, the post-apocalyptic. The nightmare sequence. The nightmare sequence where, you know, Batman's teamed up with the Joker and, you know, Superman's gone evil and all that stuff. It was kind of like that. I'd like to see something like that completely, like remove all of these people out of familiar scenarios and put them in the shit um, and just make it, you know, completely ill. Like I would like to see that. And and you could just call it the Dark Saga. Or the Doom Saga. Have Doom be the... the Okay, solved. (laughs) (laughs) Addie will be in touch. Um, yeah, buy, buy that. Yeah, the Doom Saga. Fucking absolutely. And it could be, it could be as simple as it could be as simple as um, uh, you know, Mister Fantastic accidentally uh, you know inverts the negative zone onto Earth, and we lose all normal technology, and then have to you know restore it somehow. And Doom is obsessed with harnessing that power himself or something. So yeah. Sold, man. The Doom Saga. Let's do it to it. I, I just found like a perfect ending for the MCU. I know it's not going to end, but like the perfect ending of the MCU would be after the Phoenix Saga. You're going to like either call it either call it the Doom Saga or call it the Fantastic Saga and like have Galactus be the last and final bad guy. It has to be. And then and like at the end, like you realize that Thanos came to Earth and was doing all of that because it was Galactus that like like fucking ate up all the planets in his galaxy. He was trying to save literally every single galaxy, so that so that what he suffered, nobody else had to suffer. Right. And then like and then they reward like that's like the only time they reverse the snap. They get Thanos back, and Thanos fights Galactus with like the with like well, at that point X Men won't be there, but like the Inhumans and like um, Fantastic Four and like the Avengers and all that shit. Man, cut. The check. Cut the check. Let's make it happen. That sounds like some interesting storytelling and that's all I care about. Well, after all that genius gold banking ideas, gold banking, whatever, you've got money in the bank. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, We had a really wonderful time chatting all this nerd stuff. We'll be back next week with something else. But just before we uh, close up for the day, a little side, a little comment. Today, we're recording this um, on the 12th of August. 2022 it is eight years uh to the day since robin williams passed um it is a day that i will always remember i was driving to work and i was talking to my business partner dan about some business partner stuff and he said did you hear robin williams died and i was devastated i was absolutely devastated he was he's been my hero since i was a child um uh, the, the one of the first stand-up shows I ever saw was um, his live at the Met. I barely understood any of the jokes, but his energy, um, his his uh, cartoonishness, his childishness spoke to me in such a huge way. It informs my sense of humor. 
so much even still, you know, the, 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 the inner child uh, that we all have, but only some have access to. And then as I got older, I, I started to understand more about the type of person he was, you know, the manic nature of, of his performances, but also of his, just his personality, his struggles with addiction, with mental health. Um, he was a, a, a voice for understanding of people who suffer from addictions and, and, and from, you know, uh, mental health issues. Um, he was, you know, made some mistakes, but he was always kind, um, and, uh, always a joy to watch. And, and I only lament that I was never able to actually meet him. I made a post last night, uh, on Instagram and not in a, in a, hubristic way in the way that I want likes and all that stuff. I do it as a time capsule for myself so that I never forget, um, you know, that when the day comes around, I, I don't forget the date because it is, it is important to me. Um, and uh, I just used a, a, a quote, the first part of which is a, a quote that comes from somewhere and the last part of which is something I, I wrote myself and added. Um, and so about Robin, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. And in our apathy towards them, we often mistake pain for magic. That's absolutely what Robin was. He, he brought everyone a lot of joy um, while he himself uh, suffered in, in darkness. Not always, but in a way that wasn't 100% evident to everybody. And unfortunately, it was, you know, that and illness was part of the reason he chose to end his life. So uh, shout out to Robin. Thanks for still being able to make me laugh. And, um, and we appreciate you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to to voice that, everyone, and for listening. I appreciate it. That was, that was beautiful, man. Oh, thanks. You know, you gotta you gotta say the things that mean the most to you. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? That's the whole point of having this. Yeah, it it really is. That's that's what it's about: love and kindness and being good to one another, which you should all go off and do now until next week. Yeah, stay amazing and stay safe. <laughs>